Do you have to wash your pants and shorts every day, or do you usually? Fuck no. Okay, so that's how many how many wears do you put on those before you have to wash it? Two, three at the max, I would say. I wonder how common that is because I feel the same way. It's their pants, ri- yeah. Like, like you're to think I'm gonna wear a pair of pants or shorts just once and then oh, they're done. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 70th episode of According to Alan. I am Alan Muskowski, live at the Local 219 Studios, joined with Kyle Muha. Hello. <laughs> uh, so, Kyle. Yes. This is now our second episode back, and we realized how dumb we were that we'd never RSS feeded the last 20 episodes of what we've done. Yeah, that was mostly my fault, but... I'm not going to take all the blame. Well, I appreciate you throwing shade somewhere else. That's really good. <laughs> Accountability is something we we definitely don't appreciate around here. Um, I you said w- it was mostly my fault, though. I will say it was before you said it was not that you couldn't take all the blame. I was going to say that it was a team effort because I didn't know either. And I should have checked. But then because you said that it was that, that you can't take all the blame. Now it's like now you have to get shit for not to say for saying that. <laughs> Fair enough. That's okay. fair enough. <laughs> so um, it turns out we do have a lot of listeners, and we really appreciate everybody kind of turn t- uh, timing in and letting us know uh, how much that this means to them and everything else. So really appreciate that. And we've been going kind of uh, crazy around here, um, doing a lot of shoots, and we've been, we've had a lot of things happening from um, whether it was the Patriot brunch we were at last Sunday or, uh, the blues, brews and barbecue that we're starting to ramp up for. We were at pumpkin fest Saturday. So it's been a lot of fun stuff on top of that, having a kid for me, not for you, Kyle. No kids on my end here. No. Uh, but it's, it's just a crazy life in a full sprint. And what has been going on with you, Kyle, for the, like, I know that you've been kind of highlighting as a photographer recently. Yeah. I, uh, I would say I'm just trying to get better and better each time I go out on a shoot. And I think it's, for me, it's just a cool way to just expand my creativity. I like using creativity in different ways. And photography is definitely a way that I get to, um, I don't know, I feel like it's weird saying express myself through photography because I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's kind of a weird thing to say you express yourself through, but I guess to some degree, it's a cool way to be able to quote unquote express myself. <laughs> and you don't talk very much. I mean, you talk when you need to talk. I wouldn't say you're an over talker. No, I would say more so with my friends. I'm more of an over talker, but like at the workplace or whatever the case may be, I'm not like as aggressive as I am with my no, friends. You are, you're a business business guy. Yeah. But so like hearing you say that you're expressing yourself through the art is fascinating, right? Um, and I get it because I, I think it was like three weeks ago. It wasn't that I was on the verge of a meltdown or a breakdown because that's not the case. It's I think there's just a level of stress and anxiety when you own a business that I don't think people can truly appreciate until they're in that role and they have that level of responsibility. Um, and it's like your livelihood, 
Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, the days of me, like, you know, when I was in my 20s, it felt like, oh, yeah, if this doesn't work out, I could just, I don't know, something will pop up, I'll figure it out. You know? that that It's like there's no figuring it out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's like this has to work, you know? And so when that happens, it's like you get a lot of stress of anxiety of like, and this is not new to anybody who owns a business. I feel like it's one thing I've tried to do a better job of is getting people around me, surrounding myself with business owners because they at least, you start to realize that it's not you, these problems aren't just individualized. Everyone deals with this level of anxiety. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'm not much of a business owner, but I can understand what you're saying and where you're coming from with that. So you're taking K&M Productions. You're just saying that's not a business for you. I guess it is, but I mean, it's not like a business business. You <laughs> you're know, not relying your entire money fiscally yeah, it's more of on a, that endeavor. I, I never really wanted it to be a full endeavor. It was more just a side project thing for me more than anything. Gotcha. So the only reason why I'm saying that is because sometimes you get lost in your own mind and you just get caught up in the everyday just grind of what this is. And I needed a day. I put on the headphones. I shut down the office, told everybody not to come in. And I literally just walked around Crown Point taking pictures. And when you say express yourself, I feel like it was one of the most cathartic things I've done in a long time. That was a very much me day. Yeah, I, uh, the days that where you don't have anything to do and you could just do whatever you want with your day, those are always the best days. Best days. Best days. And I, I feel My most productive days, too, for sure. Oh, yeah. Where, like, I'm just doing random shit that I wouldn't have done any other day. Like, just massive clean my room. Like, just go crazy hard oh. with that. For some reason, there's something therapeutic about doing it on a day where you don't have anything to do. Oh, yeah. I've been really aggressively washing dishes at the house. <laughs> no idea why. I just like I see a dish and I'm like, hey, I'm going to wash that. And I've been like really trying to make an effort to like clean more. Because um, right now, for the most part, when I'm gone as much as I'm gone, it kind of falls a lot on my wife, you know, so... Um, and she works, you know, so like in her defense, it's just not easy. So, um, I get caught up in these days of just like sprinting and then, but like recently it's been like, you know what? I'm going to just like hit the dish is hard. Uh, even last, I want to say it was last Saturday. I put the nugs down for a nap and I just was walking around my room, finding clothes to take off the hanger so I can iron them so they're ready to go by the time I need to use them. That's a pro move because a lot of times any shirt that I'm wearing, I have to iron before I put it on because I'm always, I do my laundry, but then I always forget it in the dryer. So two, three hours goes by and I'm like, oh shit, I got clothes in the dryer. And by the time there's no saving. No, they're done. Done. The sole reason I don't do laundry is that reason. (laughs) Because it's, I always forget it and it always becomes like I just balled it up in a ball and flipped it up in the corner and I don't see it again for two months. How do you feel about, I've been, I bought a, I bought some new clothes recently. What is it about the mental component of buying a new shirt and feeling like you have to wear it every day? I don't know. I don't have the thing where I feel like I have to wear it every day, but I have the thing where it's like, oh, I got to wear this shirt. You know, I just oh, bought yeah. this thing. I got to bring this puppy out. How many shirts do you have in your rotation and pants in general? I'm wearing brown corduroys today. No shit. The last time I wore these, last fall. 
for me, I probably have about a solid four to five different pairs of shorts that I rotate in from mm-hmm. during the summer, and then probably about four pairs of pants. But that's it, you know. Like, I'm not I'm not a fashion guru by any means, <laughs> and frankly, I don't give a shit about most of that stuff. Um, I will say I have a lot of t-shirts more than anything graphic t-shirts like that's my thing okay Okay. so i have a lot of graphic tees more than anything how many graphic tees are do you think are in rotation on a consistent basis are you at the five i mean are you wearing are you got one on every day for two weeks or are you pretty much every week you got a rotation i could probably go two straight weeks of just having graph two like different graphic tees on do you have to wash your pants and shorts every day or do you usually no Okay, so that's how many how many wears do you put on those before you have to wash it? Two, three at the max, I would say. I wonder how common that is because I feel the same way. It's their pants, ra- yeah. Like, like you're to think I'm gonna wear a pair of pants or shorts just once and then oh, they're done. Do you steam anything? Because we got a steamer for Christmas. Fucking game changer. No, just just classic iron. Dude, I haven't ironed in a long time, and usually, like my move was, especially in my mid twenties, was uh, I get that that old Febreze, you know, do the old three four pumps on that bitch, throw it in the dryer, wrinkle free, back on, going out the house. Um, now it's like I put it on that steamer, and it's like it really takes out every wrinkle in like. So seconds. you hang it up on the thing, and or do you put it on an iron board still? No, no iron board. So it goes like, it's essentially the same process as an iron. It has the steam coming out the bottom in like the holes and you just pretty much press it onto the shirt and it just like, it almost like, you know, do you ever have like indigestion? Mm -hmm. You know how like Tums are like instant release? Yeah. Like it's crazy how how much of an instant relief that is. That's what steamers are for shirts that are wrinkled. It's like instant release. It's awesome. May have to look into that. Yeah, I bought. I went to uh, Nordstrom Rack on Friday, and dude, I don't know what's going on with that place. I, I, I you know, the Mag Mile of the, the the region, as I like to call it, is like that Cherville corridor over there. You know, it's got like Nordstrom Rack, it's got Tomato Bar, it's oh, got yeah, noodles, okay. you know, the, yeah, yeah. And so I, I rarely go over there because it's like it's not easy for us Crown Pointians to get there. No, it's I just, just hate dealing with forty one. 41 sucks. Well, it's it may be, it's probably worse than 30. I'll tell you something that might be a little worse than 30. I drove on the Crown Point Square on Saturday. That is night and day different than the weekdays. Oh yeah, there's no there's no one and everyone knows how to drive, I feel like on the weekends. Dude, I got in I can't I'm trying to think of the last time I got into a yelling match publicly. Happened Saturday. Oh, so you had a bad experience. Dude, I'm driving around the square, and normally you can just, like, you know how you get on this outside circle? Mm-hmm. And, like, if you get in the outside circle, there's times where you're kind of fucked because you either got to go straight or turn right. Yeah. Right? So I'm over by the, the section going, so I turn left around where the Chase Bank is, and I'm on the outside, right? Shit. So I'm about to get over, but then there's a car right behind, right to my left, and... They just like speed up. They see what I'm trying to do. I put my blinker on. Sometimes I feel like putting your blinker on is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, I would say the only time I really put a blinker on is if I'm at a stop sign. Other than that, it's like yeah, fuck it. I I, I agree with it almost because I feel like you're you're giving people like the heads up that you're going to try to cut in front of them, and for some reason in the mind of the human being they do not want to be cut in front of. Yeah, they're like no, fuck that. I'm just going to hit the gas. So then. 
I, I did it early enough to where, I mean, of course, I'm going to make myself sound like the victim here. You know, there's no way I was the one who's a shitty driver. So I'm, turning, I'm going left inside that circle because I'm about five lengths in front of the stoplight. So I try to get over early so I'm not just like making a late move. And that car files up. But then when I got pissed was that the car behind them all of a sudden decided that they were going to speed up too. To create this like vacuum, all that dude had to do is just like, slow down let me in and we'll continue on through the day you know so he doesn't so i'm like fucking asshole so then i'm like trying like so he's here right and i'm gonna try to explain this audio wise and so he's he's here his nose of his car is a little bit behind me so i speed up to like cut him off now i'm like i'm gonna like instill my will on this guy there's no way i'm letting this dude just like big league me you know so then he starts to speed up so now we're stuck we're either we're someone's gonna hit someone right and he's yelling at me, I'm yelling at him, and then he rolls down his window, I roll down my window, and then it just turns into an altercation. I like it, it's like and I'm like, dude, like you can't just let me in. You know, like what's the fucking hurry? You know? And, and then uh he's like, What are you gonna do? You're gonna try to hit my car, you asshole? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, fuck you. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to get over, you know? And in the meantime, it's like this whole like heated thing. And then I, it's crazy. And it's the weekend here. And like the weekdays, that never happens, it feels like. It's been a while since I've had a screaming altercation with somebody else on the road. Like, granted, like, there'll be some times, like. Because <laughs> you're a little bit of a dick driver, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're both in the same kind of. It's just mold. like, I just can't stand people who drive five miles per hour under the speed limit or the exact speed limit. It's like you got at least a five mile per hour cushion. You know what the worst is for that? 231 on a Sunday. 231 could get bad, too. Dude, it feels like I'm behind every person with a handicap plate. Oh, when you see that handicap plate, it's game over. There's certain guarantees in this world, now that we're thinking about this, that almost happen to me every day. When I go into a gas station to buy something, I'm always behind the person who wants to buy 50 lotto tickets. And they don't know which one they want to get. Should be a separate line. I agree. Separate line for those people. I get, hey, man, gambling's a, a serious thing. It's a rush. It's a rush. <laughs> Don't hold up everyone else's day who like who's trying to buy a monster. That reminds me, I was at Subway a couple weeks ago, and there's two kids in front of me with their dad. I just got off of soccer practice, or the case may be. Subway's second place, I was about to mention. Go ahead. Kids' first time ever <laughs> being in a Subway. These kids are just absolutely amazed. <laughs> And all these options. They're like they're like pointing at each thing on the fucking glass, like, hey, what's that? What's that? It takes them forever just to get like the meat they want on their sandwich and then the cheese. And like I'm just I, the Bears game is literally starting in five minutes. Oh no. So you have a clock on you. I have a clock. I'm like, oh no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Subway, get my salmon, and then watch this Bears game. I ended up missing like six minutes of the first quarter because after they got the sandwich build now they got to get all the toppings and like they're like what do you want on it and this kid literally was telling the lady <laughs> to put every sauce on his sandwich <laughs> like the mayo the chipotle the honey mustard he's like give it to me all the dad's like do not do that, that whatever you get on your sandwich you're gonna have to eat and i'm just behind him 
shaking my head, but also laughing at the same time because this dad's just going through a fucking headache and a half because <laughs> he brought his two sons to Subway for the first time and ever. Pro- and probably pulling in, he's like, you know what? This is a healthy option. <laughs> the healthiest of the two. How hard can it be? But kids make everything impossible. Yeah. I mean, these kids were just amazed that they could choose anything they wanted on their sandwich. It was a groundbreaking day for those kids. Going out of in the public with my kid is so daunting. Generally, I never even get out of my boxers on a Saturday. That's a pro move because I will say uh, if I ever have kids, I'm always going to be so like worried about being in a public place and that little fucker just freaking out. Oh, dude, and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly, and I mean, there's nothing worse than, like, because I used to take the train all the time to go to school in Chicago, and every once in a while, like, if I had, like, a later afternoon class, I didn't have to get on the train until, like, 10 or 11 o'clock, but that's prime tourist time from Northwest Indiana people to go to Chicago with their kids, and you always had these fuckers that are just crying the whole hour train oh, riding yeah. that's just brutal it's like i'm never taking my kid on a fucking train Ugh. never you know what's really strange about being a parent is that today like for example waking up brooklyn was just a nightmare just crying and like i couldn't touch her she actually wasn't a nightmare to amber because they spend more time together but for me it's like every time i went to huggers like got pissed off and like she just maybe she was hungry part of it too but then saturday i took her to pumpkin fest and i see my buddy rizzo over there who also sponsors Rizzo Insurance Bruisers, so let you guys know about that. And uh, I'm sitting there, and my bring my daughter. My wife is out with her friends to have dinner with you know them. She haven't she hasn't seen them in a while, and so it's it's dad and daughter night. You know, I take her out there. She's just walking up to strangers. I probably got five compliments about how how like well behaved she is. Little do they know, dude. The second it seems like that no one's looking, she turns insane. Life of parents, though, dude. And so you never know. It's like a ticking time bomb. Like, you can take her. She can be fine all day. You're like, okay, this is going to probably work out. She's well napped. She's got food. She's got a diaper change. We're all good. Ready to rock and roll. Doesn't fucking matter sometimes, dude. Just when when it's going to come out, it's going to come out. That's the weird thing. It's like, what what are you doing? Like, what is wrong? What is wrong with you? Don't know, and it really like they like you know there's the, that uh, movie The Exorcist where that where that girl her like head spins around she pukes everywhere. That's essentially what happens to babies when they decide to like say F- I'm I'm out of it, I'm done with whatever's going on. Luckily for us, she's now getting at least into like the the phone watching kind of stage where she's mesmerized by it, so she cannot start to now she's starting to like occupy herself. But now we've got the new one coming on the way in January. So it's like we're going to start from scratch all over yeah, again. Yeah, repeat the whole process. Yeah, so who knows? It's got to be easier than the first time. You would hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so football, right? We had a pretty crazy NFL week. You said that you're in between of being great, average, and sucking in all three of your football leagues. Yeah, um, absolutely. Right now I'm riding a 2-0 and wave. I'm on the high end. Uh, feel good about the team. I'd say there's a couple rosters out there that are still scary, that I, that that are out there uh, for my competitors. So that's interesting to see how the season's going to shake that's up. That's always the worst because, like, in one league, I'm also two and zero, and like I, every week, I just scrounge and just see potential people that I can make trades with. 
but that's also me analyzing everyone's roster. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse when you are also you're two and zero, and then another guy in the league's two and zero, and you're like, "Fuck, man, that guy's got a good roster. That yeah, guy's got yeah. a good roster." It's uh, it's an intimidating fe- feeling at times. Well, there's two things that are pretty much true about fantasy football. One, there's not enough trading going on. I'm all literally. I'm, I'm all for trading. Literally, and the the most frustrating part about trading in fantasy football is there's only in each league that I'm in. There's only a f- small select few people that I tend to be able to get deals done with. Because mostly everyone has like uh, an idea of how good their guy is, but in reality they're not as good as they make them out to be. And my thing is like I always try and make sure I have a good deep bench. Because these people, like, for instance, a guy has Cam Newton as a starting quarterback. I'm trying to make a deal with him because I have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as my bench quarterback. A little bit of an upgrade compared to Cam Newton at this point. I think he's got nine points all season or something ridiculous. And it's like, dude, I have a position you need help in. You have to give me a, something in return, you know? And it's just, I don't know. There's only a select few people that I tend to get deals with done with each league. Well, that's a tough one because you've got one who is underperforming and who is pretty much drafted on potential in Cam Newton. Then on the other side, you have Garoppolo, who is arguably overperforming, especially after he just lit up Oakland. Yeah, he's had two nice back-to-back weeks. I'm dropping Trubisky. Oh, yeah. I'm out. I I don't even want to go down that route. That's another thing, because I have Garoppolo as my backup in two different leagues, and the other guy I'm trying to get a deal done with, he had Big Ben as his starting quarterback. He's done for the year. His bench quarterback, Trubisky, he has 12 points throughout the entire season. Sucked. Terrible. Yep. And it's like, obviously, Jimmy G's an upgrade compared to Trubisky. Yeah, Jimmy G's on my waiver wire right now. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, so I'm 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 making that move. The craziest this is before the season even started, before week one, I saw Tom Brady sitting on the waiver wire. I was like, might as well snag him and just store him on my bench and now I got a couple guys interested in trading for him. Nice. So that nice. was a that was a nice move. Speaking of Bears, uh I am the least hopeful I've been this entire season so far. Of two weeks. I'm yeah. the least hopeful. That was such a shit show on Sunday. Lucky to get out of that. Lucky. One. And it's amazing that like how much people don't harp on it when they win. You know, like last week was almost like in like I was almost like sick and nauseous from hearing all the Trubisky hate. Because it was like, come on, it's week one. Let's get over this. And then now that they just like snuck through this week two, it's like you don't it's not nearly as loud. Yeah. And I mean like he did in that fourth quarter to march down the field with 30 seconds left or whatever it was he did make some key throws but still like you can't like the last series of the game like that's when you finally get the ball downfield like that's just unacceptable worst unnecessary roughness calls ever in that game yeah that was if i'm a broncos fan i'm absolutely livid from that game horrible and then the one they called on leonard floyd earlier was a joke yeah the body slam it's It's like, like come on what do you want these guys to do yeah yeah it's i understand the premise of being wanting to be safe but at this at the same time you're playing a fucking contact sport you know like it's part of the game and i feel like they're just taking out so much bullshit that it's just like stuff you have no control over as a player in real time 
That's yeah. my biggest thing. That's like, hard. It's hard. When you slow this shit down, yes, it may look a lot worse than what it is, but like in real time, like there's only so much you could do. Yeah. I, it, it's uh, it's an interesting time for football, and it's so offensive-minded that it's bullshit. Like the, like the amount of – how many holding calls were last week? A lot, and that's a point of emphasis for the league this year is holding. That 172 on Denver – I think he had seven holding calls. And then the 72, uh, Leno on the Bears, he had at least three or four, too. <laughs> it's like the, whoever, was, whoever the referee was on that side of the line was like, we're calling holding today. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, don't, I don't like, if, when it comes to the end of that game, my takeaways were that it was a better game plan, um, offensively at least. I thought that they did a better job of committing to the run. Um, However, I still think that that inaccuracy of Trubisky is still the number one problem. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I don't understand. I mean, the the one thing that was nice about them is that like there was I think that third and fourth quarter when the ball started to really move for them, and their the offensive line was beating those dudes up. I mean, they were getting good bursts. Yeah, I mean, I have David Montgomery in a couple of my leagues, and. They definitely made it more of an emphasis to get him involved throughout the entirety of the game through the run. But even still, like, I feel the run game was much better and improved, but it still wasn't that great, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll see, right? They got they're at Washington this week? Yeah, and that's a game they have to win. You can't be a good team and lose that game. No. Right? No. I mean, especially, especially with the schedule that they have. Yeah, and Dallas just went in there and beat the shit out of them. At least it was close for a half. Yeah. But, I, I mean, Dak Prescott, I've never been the biggest fan of the guy, but he's really proven me wrong. I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's gotten, he's gotten pretty good. It's, like, amazing how Amari Cooper's changed all of that. Yeah. And I've never even been that high on Amari Cooper either when he was with the Raiders. I mean, he was good, but I never, like – Thought of him as like a super elite wide receiver, and he's also proven me wrong on oh, that yeah. one. He's he's balling out. I did go. I did go ham on Fanduel Sunday. I went. I think I was in nine of them and won all nine. So I'm feeling good going into week three. I've I feel like I've lost. I I just came back because about three years ago, and I don't know if it's because of like the frequency I was playing or what whatnot, but I get I get pretty compulsive. I get when I when I get like into something i get into it you know and so i was into it and i don't know if it was just how many times i was betting or whatnot but then they started asking for my driver's license and my social security number and shit and i was like dude i'm not giving them that information and that was at the time when like the gambling thing was still on the borderline of being legal or illegal you know so it's like i'm not giving them that information so i stopped playing all together and then recently re-downloaded it about two weeks ago football season you know and uh feeling good about it man Feeling really good about it. Yeah, I'm still out on the whole fan duel and DraftKings thing, particularly DraftKings because I tell a story to everybody, but they stole money from me. Hard-earned money. <laughs> I had a $70 check coming my way, and I got that puppy, and it was like 50-something bucks. There's some type of bullshit feed, fee in their <laughs> terms of agreement that I'm sure it's fuck not reading. No one's reading that. No, no. You just want the money. It's like, all right, I'm putting my money in and let's win some money. So the move is, for me, I want to spend a Friday or Saturday because of my work schedule at the golf course. I can't go there on a Sunday. But I want to go to the book and play some bets with the bookie at 
the new uh, oh. at the horseshoe. Is that where they had the book at? Yeah. Have you been? Have you paid attention to that? Like, have you paid attention to like games that you're seeing the lines on, and you're like, I would bet this way, and then th- seeing how it turns out. Have you done that at all? Because I did that. I've been doing that more and more <clears> since <throat> we went to that sports book. Mm-hmm. Well, I would. I don't. I wouldn't say to that degree, but I am in a pick'em league. So each week, uh, we do. You select the matchup per spread. Or is it just straight pick them? It's just straight pick them. But they have the spread on there. But then uh, you do confidence points. So if you hit 1 through 16. So if you really like a matchup a lot, you throw 16 points on it, etc. But uh, I think it's always crazy how close the lines actually are. Like the Bears-Broncos, that was a a 2.5 point line. Or it could have gotten changed to 2 points. And it was 2 points for that game. It's crazy, and there's no conspiracy behind it. It's just crazy. It, like it all is dictated on where the money is going. So it's like you know, the, I think the handicappers put a number on these on these events, and they're pretty close generally. But then, like, if you know one side or the other is taking in more money, it it, it like evolves the line. So it's crazy to see how close that that those two things are to what the reality of the games are. Yeah, it's insane. It really. I only really follow it in football because other sports like the NBA and stuff like that, like, I feel like those are so hard to, I mean, any sports betting is hard, but I feel like the NFL is a little bit easier to bet on mm-hmm. in terms of just understanding spreads and stuff like that compared to like the NBA or MLB. Yeah. The MLB, man, I, I'm a baseball guy. Like this is my favorite part of the year for sports. This oh yeah. Next month. Is like because you've got you've got football, you've got baseball playoffs, you've got basketball starting, and then when the Hawks are good, I sprinkle that in, you know. Yeah. But like, I don't watch a ton of hockey. I can't. I can only have so much bandwidth to watch sports. When I was a kid, I could tell you every batting average for everybody that play. It's like, dude, I can't. Now that I'm an adult and I have I have like responsibilities, it's hard to like be a, care about every sport. Yeah, I NFL is my main sport. NBA is my second sport, and that's about. That's it. That's it for me. One thing to for sure, if you can remember this, if there's ever like a like a, a commandments, a betting commandments we can ever have for this podcast, when the NBA All Star break happens and their first games back from the All Star break, bet on every single team that has more All Stars. They're gonna win every time. It's fair. It doesn't make any. I mean, it makes sense. It's a sociological thing. But at the same time, like that's what I love about gambling in particular, especially FanDuel, because some guys just have a knack to go off against some teams. And that's the thing about if you can really dive into baseball, you would be able to go crazy, mm-hmm. you know, because like it's pretty clear that like some dudes and it happened, man, even when I played, you'd see a guy three, four, five times and you would just the ball would be a watermelon. It doesn't make any sense. And then you'd see somebody who, like, the guy behind you is just hitting the piss out of, and you're just like, I can't see the ball. You know? It's a weird thing. And so it's really subjective from person to person. So if you get a guy, if you ever see, like, a pitcher-hitter matchup that the hitter's just winning, he's no matter what the pitcher does, he's not winning that battle. Mm-hmm. The best thing he can do is walk the guy. That's fair. That's baseball for you. Yeah. Um, so I will give some updates going on local two and nine here, uh, to kind of shift gears. Um, I did talk to fresh hops. Um, they have committed to an album, which I'm really excited about. 
um, speaking in tongues by the Talking Heads. They're going to commit to that, do playing that entire album for the first half of their show, and then they're gonna they're gonna play uh, Fresh Hops originals afterward. Um, that's gonna be for the Halloween party, October thirty first. Uh, tickets are ten dollars. Make sure you get on that. That's gonna be an awesome event. We're really excited. Um, some other things that are going around. I want to especially thank uh, the Crown Point Courthouse uh, Foundation for um, inviting us to the Patriot Brunch. I don't know if anybody's ever been to that before, but it's really cool. Um, they, the idea is, is that like they get a lot of people in a room, um, and then they feature two or three people from the community. One of the people they committed to was uh, was uh, a former mayor. Uh, who was also a World War II veteran. Every time I hear a story of a World War II veteran, I'm always just like, how did they have time to accomplish so much? Do you feel that way? I'm always just like, when I ever, whenever I hear about a World War II veteran, it's like, like these motherfuckers at like 18, 19 years old, just without hesitation or not really by... I don't know if they had a choice or not, but mostly... Didn't everyone pretty much have to go to war at that point? Yeah, I mean, essentially. So it's just mind-blowing to me, like, because for me, I mean, I absolutely respect service people and what they do for the country, but for me, I would never sign up for that. So, like, whenever, like, people, like, at 18, 19 just go out and do that, especially World War II veterans, but with what gone, what was going on at the time, it's just, like, mind-blowing to me. It's like, this dude was across the world fighting for the country at 18 19 years old it's just it's crazy i think one of my favorite war stories is just to show you like how crazy it is is that like ted williams and george bush senior were in the same team fighting world war ii (laughs) that's insane that is pretty crazy you know like what are the odds of those two being together you know um and if you are a reader read george bush's senior's uh letter to his wife during that time it's hard to not not like feel the moment it's a great piece of like american history to check out but every time i hear these guys's backstory it's like in back to the future where like you get the biff story of everything working out and being successful you know like they show that stuff Mm. that's how i feel about those guys it's like they somehow went back to the past and like completely like altered the past to make it work in their favor it's like this guy's a four sport athlete and you know he had a whole job ahead of him, but out of love of his country, went to World War II. Turns out he was awesome at that. Then he's back. Now he's the mayor of Crown Point. It's like, how does this? Ha- this guy is like super. Like it's the ultimate American story, you know. I love that, and it feels like every veteran has that story. Yeah, yeah. You know I, uh, what was that? There was a show on Netflix, like a documentary. I think. If it's the war, is it the war? Ken Burns is the war? No, I don't think Dude. so. It was a, it was more of highlighting people with Purple Hearts when you like you go extremely out of the way to help your soldiers, right? Is that like one of the highest honors, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's saving someone from battle. Yeah, it's like a wounded warrior. So soldier. They, so they each episode on this Netflix show, it might have even been called Purple Heart, the name of the show. They would highlight a story of of war veterans that received the Purple Heart, and they kind of did a what's that thing called when they like reenact it 
but for like TV dram- dramatization or something. What's I think the, reenactment's a pretty good good word for it. So they would do like a kind of a reenactment of the story of like these how these people receive their purple hearts, and it was really like awe inspiring, like the mentality of these guys hmm. and everything. It was a really cool show, and it still probably is on Netflix. But it was just throughout different areas of war, they were highlighting these purple heart stories, and just to hear the stories, they were they were pretty amazing. Yeah, well, this uh, gentleman Forsyth, his last name is just great hero for the city, for America. Just great hearing those stories. And maybe, you know, he was like 94. Still up there chatting it up, telling jokes, you know. It's awesome to see, man. And so it's really cool. I mean, there's, we should be, maybe that's something we try to like focus on is just at least documenting those stories. That'd be cool. Because that would be, I mean, I feel like that generation, we're losing them every day. You know, it'd be really great to kind of get more of that. The Vietnam generation, too, is another one that I think would be really cool to start documenting. I just don't even know where to start. It's such a big topic. Yeah. You know. Um, So we had that going on. Uh, Like we talked about uh, this week, you can look out. So uh, we have a a new video production person, a part of the team. His name's Marco, and he went and interviewed Kaleidoscopes, which uh, the guitar player and backup singer is from Hammond, Indiana. Uh, They are now living in Austin, Texas. Uh, It's really cool, kind of like an R&B alternative vibe. Um, It's definitely a mixture of influence. Uh, They were in Chicago performing this last weekend. And then they put on an impromptu show at Brewfest in Highland. Um, and we were there for that. So you'll be seeing a performance from that. And you'll be seeing an interview with them in their studio. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, trying to think of what else is going on to look out for. Because we, we are in a little bit of a hiatus just to kind of wrap our head around everything. Um, burger competition. Great talk. So if you've been paying attention... You know that we named the best pizza of the region. We named the best wings of the region. This week, we're doing the burgers. So as of Saturday or Sunday, we got to really talk about that because I don't think we're going to be able to fight through the NFL. That's a lot of that's a lot of chatter online, dude. For me and all my buddies, like the most frustrating part about still working at the golf course is not having my Sunday because we literally... We go over to my buddy's house at noon, and from noon to 10 o'clock at night, we are just watching football. That's it. That's yeah. literally how we're yeah. doing. And it's such like a, I don't know, it's such a like a, an event each week. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome. I, I, now I can't watch more. I get football overload. I do. There's no such thing as football <laughs> overload overload for me. I'm, I'm really into watching the Bears, and then any other game I'm like half in, half out of. It's like a good nap thing for me. Well, with being in three different fantasy leagues, every game I have someone going. That's how FanDuel felt for me Sunday, so I get it. I get it. I was watching like every single channel I could put my hands on during every like break in action. If my guys had if my if, if my guys had the ball, it was on that the entire time. If, if they didn't have the ball, it was on the other game. So uh, yeah, so check that out. Um, the Bob Marley brunch is sold out at Byway. So thank you everybody for reg- uh, reserving those tickets. Um, we will be uh, sending out commitments to that to make sure that people are confirmations to make sure people still want that. Um, so we could, there's a chance we might be re-releasing some of the tickets into the wild. However, um, hopefully most people show up. That's going to be an awesome event. Um, we are going down the path of murder mysteries. So we're supposed to be having, is it this Saturday? Shit, it is. 
So uh, <laughs> this Saturday, we're doing a test run of Murder Mysteries, and uh, we'll see what happens. So um, if it is successful, we'll start producing those publicly. Right now, I think we have about 25 people confirmed to be at the office on Saturday. It's BYOB. If you are interested in doing that, hit me up. It is all for a trial run um, to see if it's something we want to do moving forward. So just let you know. Um, we have announced the next Laugh Local. That is 1129. And so check that out. We've got a great lineup for that. Um, I've got to update all that information online, so make sure we remind ourselves to do that. Um, and uh, Blues, Brews, and Barbecue has been released, so check that out. That's a really cool event for the CP Rotary. Um, and th- I'm trying to think of anything else. Nothing immediately comes to mind right now. Okay, I'll give a shout-out to some of the people we've kind of talked to this week that I think are really cool, um, really interesting conversations. Mary Nielsen from the Crown Point Community Foundation and Jeanette, uh, really cool talk, really excited about what they have in store um there is some news in the crown point rotary or the crown point um, chamber of commerce i am not at privilege to tell people what's going on with that yet um we plan on releasing all the information october 1st so check that out be on the lookout for that um we're really excited about it um to kind of give you a quick idea um it's a really passionate uh project for us in particular because we are at local 209 our mission is to enhance culture and drive commerce um and just so and we believe that's going to be like the the gateway to a great community and they share that same sentiment and that same mission so be on the lookout for like we're going to have a lot of dope events i know that for sure some of the ones that we were already talking about were really cool um i can't speak that stuff at this point because it has a tendency to come to fruition and like for example i really wanted to throw a pop-up tailgate for the Bears, for a Bears game when they were away. Literally 48 hours ago on Crown Point Cares, so they, they posted, one of our one of our people really wanted to see a, watch the Bears game with Mary Uran at Bulldog Park. And there's like 50 comments. They're like, oh yeah, that'd be the greatest thing in the history of life. It's like, awesome. Glad I'm late to that game. So that's the thing that <laughs> sucks about this. I feel like every time I say it out loud, it happens. Not to be rude, but who is just like, you know what? I want to watch this Bears game with Mayor Uran because I don't know. I don't know what the. That's a whole thing. I don't even know where to start. I can't say that I'm just chilling watching the Bears game, and that's my first thought. Well, you're insane about it, though. Yeah, I am different, but to specifically want to watch the game with Mayor Uran, a little, a little weird for me. Yeah, I mean, he's just a human being, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. I just had to make a comment on yeah, that. Yeah, just, uh, just the the wording of that and like why people specifically want to do that is just something I'll never understand. Well, I don't know what to, I don't know how to like speak on it at length without without like going too far off the deep end. It's weird how people who have perceived power and how many people seek that power for influence. You know. Yeah. So it's just the hierarchy of the world, bro. You know, um, but uh, I know. So that like got spoken into like existence, and that happened. So I can't really talk about what the ch- what the chamber has in mind already. But I do know that um, for business owners who listen to this, we will be starting the membership at around a hundred dollars, and that's it. I mean, I think that's just going to get you an annual, a yearly, uh, just membership, and. Uh, 
we're going to be throwing a lot of really cool events, hopefully, to kind of surround yourself around, uh, you know, improving your business and helping out the community. So that's about all I have. Anything else? No. I will give a couple posts out. So a couple things. We're in the mix right now of creating real estate photography. We found an awesome photographer. Her name's Cheryl. She is starting to do that. So we're, we're starting to roll that out soon. Um, we also have uh, a lot of, uh, we build content for businesses. So um, Muha, that's one thing he's been doing, working hard at. Fluid Coffee Bar pictures were really cool. The vinyl antique shop from yesterday was really cool. The manic meadery shots were really cool. So if you are a business and you are listening to us and uh, you do, you're like, hey, you know what? Our social media game sucks right now. We could really use some dope pictures to push out some of the messaging we want. Hit us up. We'll help you out with that. And then um, also, uh, we still do the 3D renderings and stuff too. So um, if you are interested in doing that, let us know. It's, it's a really cool tool for people to get used to your business. Or if you're selling a house and you want that. Anything else, buddy? No. Talk to you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Later.